Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now we got a chance to talk some L.A. sports with uh, Joe Curley from the L.A. Ventura County Star. Dodgers, maybe the Little Angels. He also covers the Rams for them, so we'll mix it up pretty good. How are things out in La La Land there, Joe? They're doing all right. I'm 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 just happy I get to warm up uh, for Josh Towers, who's the, the pride of Oxnard, the big name around these parts. So, okay. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll pass your regards on to Josh when we punch okay. him up a say. little bit later. Um, when we say hi. I will do just that. First things first with you. Uh, I, I just uh, was discussing this here with uh, my listeners. Um, after the Dodgers lost the other night, I was quite critical of the game that Davey, uh, that uh, your manager had in the dugout. I thought uh, he was as responsible, if not the most responsible, for the Dodgers lost and their disappointing ouster in their first round in the playoffs. I also think he's one of the best managers in the game, and I couldn't believe from a national standpoint some people were speculating that this loss might have been so brutal and so ugly with expectations as high as they were that he might have to pay for it with his job. I thought it was ridiculous. Dodgers came out 48 hours later saying, no, we're not changing managers. We're good with the guy. We've gotten a dugout. What was the L.A. read? I know the national read. I got it myself, but I don't know what was being said in L.A. Dodger fans, L.A. media, were they as harsh with the game that uh, Mr. Roberts put forth on Game yeah. 5 the other night? You know, I think the Dodger fans that I communicate with um, during the season on a daily basis were surprised that they're going to stick around with them. And not because, you know, Dave's not a great manager. I, I think it's because, you know, you, you go so far with somebody and if it doesn't work out, you know, I mean, I, personally, I was surprised that, he didn't have to fall on the sword after the loss of the Astros in the world series. Cause I thought, you know, there's a lot of ways that you could have put that series on him, but you know, obviously it's, you know, it, the, my read on this is that obviously they're happy with his managing. They, they, you know, they, they, the Dodgers themselves, um, you know, support the moves he made that this was not just, these are not just moves. These bullpen issues in the postseason have not been Dave Roberts mistakes, you know, that, seems like they're organizational mistakes that you know everybody should should take the blame for as a as a whole if, if these you know if this is really Dave Roberts making these decisions then you would think in a, in a normal circumstances the manager would would turn over but you know so you know, personally I'm surprised that they stand by him so quickly and so and so strongly but um, you know he is a great manager but sometimes you know this is a team that should have won a World Series by now with all this talent and all the money they're putting in um, you know, there's got to be something wrong with that mix. The, the fact that they haven't done it yet, it's not, I wouldn't put it down to luck. I wouldn't put it down to talent. Um, you know, there's just something not right yet. Fair enough. Um, I disagree with your stance on the Dodger fans you're talking about. I think he's a great manager. I, I get your whole, it was organizationally decided that's the way the Dodgers do it all year. It's a collective decision. Dave just is kind of in the uh, dugout pushing the buttons. Uh, so right. be it. Um just went to a situation in Philadelphia in which 
I believe the general manager was overruled, uh, that he wanted to keep Gabe Kepler as the manager, and the CEO slash majority owner of the Phillies made the decision. John Middleton said, no, Gabe Kepler does not deserve to keep his job, and they turned around and fired him. Who made the decision that Dave Roberts wasn't going to pay with his job? And if it's Andrew Freeman, his contract is also up. Is it a given he's staying with the Dodgers, or is that yet to be determined? Well, it sounds like Freeman may have options if they don't, you know, if they don't want to renew that contract, you know, with some of the the major general manager openings that are around, you know, open in baseball, you know, specifically one out out east. That's one of the biggest ones. So, uh, and he'd be a good fit there. So, you know, I don't know. Certainly, um, you know, the, the Dodgers have, a, you know, something, you know, I don't want to pan it totally that, you know, they won 106 games. They're obviously one of the few teams in baseball that has a chance to win it every year, but, uh, you know, there's just I know there's a lot of frustrated Dodger fans that are starting to throw their hands up um, saying, when is this thing going to happen? You know, we've been waiting since 88. All right. So if Andrew Friedman actually decides not to resign and stay with the Dodgers and go elsewhere, did Andrew Friedman solely make the decision to keep Dave Roberts on as manager? How much is ownership hands on out there in L.A.? Yeah, that's fascinating. That's that's putting that's connecting the dots. I mean, I think that's a that's a big question that I you know I probably can't can't answer uh, myself. But um, you know, because you think it's Friedman, um, but if they're not going to retain Friedman, then it's obviously somebody over his head. Right. Um, but uh, you know, so uh, you know, we'll see how how this plays out. But um, again, it's amazing to me that um, you know there's not more of an uproar that you know Roberts is sticking around, and or maybe it's just something that they've come out with now and. And they're going to make the decision, you know, after the World Series, after everything kind of, you know, shakes out. You know, I know in baseball they don't like to, you know, announce these decisions until after the whole playoffs are over. Understood. But there are some very good managers out there. If they're going to move away from Dave Roberts uh, and Joe Madden signed and Joe Girardi signed and uh, Dusty Baker and a whole bunch of the guys who have had success before take other jobs and then the Dodger job becomes open, it kind of right. leaves the Dodgers with secondary choices, which – uh, they've surely got the money to uh, go out and get anybody. And, oh, by the way, if their managerial position came open, who would have a better uh, team to join for whatever managers are looking at new managers uh, than the Dodgers? So uh, it's well, a situation that is well worth keeping our eye on. We can agree on that. Yeah, and certainly Kapler was close to, to you know, when they hired Robert, Kapler was in the mix there. So, you know, it's another thing to think about. Okay. We're talking to uh, Joe Curley from the L.A. Ventura County Star. Uh, other story that broke today, I'm sure you know about it, might not know all of the details. Uh, more information has come out about the tragic passing of Tyler Skaggs, who was found to have Oxycontin in his system uh, with a combination of uh, fentanyl and uh, alcohol. Uh, that's a bad threesome. Uh, but he acquired his uh, Oxycontin from a fellow Angel employee, um, if you know of any player taking illegal drugs, you're supposed to report it immediately to the commissioner. You know for a fact that you're not supposed to be supplying those drugs. So I would say the uh, Angels employees' days in Major League Baseball are certainly over and done with if he's not going to jail. Uh, it's a pretty ugly situation. Uh, he's the, the, the individual who the FBI has uh, circled in on, uh, the former Angel employee, uh, Eric Kay is suggesting that other people in the organization knew that Tyler Skaggs had a uh, problem with 
Oxycontin, and no one did anything about it. How ugly can this get down in Anaheim? I mean, it's, you know, it's about as bad a story for a, an organization as you can get. You know, you lose, you know, a beloved player to a situation that, you know, that's certainly pointing to an issue within uh, the organization. And, um, you know, obviously it feels like we don't have the full details yet, but, um, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, it, it's a nasty deal and, um, you know, something that we have to kind of follow as, as this thing breaks, because it, it feels like, you know, it, it, you know, it couldn't be just the one guy or just a, you know, it, it's gotta be something that, 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 multiple people have to know about within the organization. Do you think that poisons the well enough for them to lose out on Joe Madden as a potential managerial candidate? I don't know. Maybe it, you know, maybe it's part of the, the change that sweeps him in. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, yeah, I couldn't speculate on that. Fair enough. Uh, I do want to turn and ask a couple questions about the Rams, the other team you cover out there in L.A., Someone said to me earlier in the show, is this a must-win game for the Rams? I'm not quite ready to go there yet, but it's not far from it. After opening with three wins, they've now lost two in a row. The disappointing loss at home to the Buccaneers and then the tough loss with Zerloin missing a late field goal against Seattle last week. 49ers come in undefeated and no Todd Gurley to go for the Rams tomorrow. How much does that handicap their offense? Well, the thing that I love about this this game is that this puts this franchise and it puts Sean McVay in a, in a situation that you haven't seen him in yet. You know, in the two years, especially in the regular season, um, you know, that we've had McVay here, you know, they've they've been able to play with leads. They've had, you know, they won the division by three and, and three games and two games, and um, you know, they've generally been you know kind of the you know, the, the high stack, or they've been you know they've been playing with leads. They've been able to be aggressive because they've you know, they've been in good positions. Now you're talking about a situation where I think it's a fascinating, you know, conversation whether or not this is a must win. It's about as close to a must win as you can get in October. Because the thing about it is if the Niners come in and win on Sunday, then you have to say they're legit. The only way that you could beat two and a half games or three games in a loss column behind a team and feel any sort of comfortable is if you, if you know that team is a paper tiger, if you know that team's not great. And if the Niners come in on Sunday and beat this team, even without Todd Gurley, even without Clay Matthews, even without um, Aqib Tlaib, you know, that's a legit team that has arrived. And, you know, the, the Rams and Niners kind of came up together. They hired the same sort of coach. And eventually you knew this kind of NorCal-SoCal rivalry was going to kind of come to fruition again. It was going to be, you know, maybe give the NFL a West Coast version um, of the Steelers and Ravens or, you know, some of those NFC East teams. I mean, this is a a potential kind of foundational rivalry for the NFL that's just getting going if these two young coaches kind of stay there and have success in these two markets. And I think it's just the beginning, and it's a fascinating kind of first chapter of something that, you know, we hope to have here for, you know, five, ten, you know, years even longer. To me, the key guy in tomorrow's game, I don't want to say he solely will uh, decide it, but he's going to be a huge factor, 
is Malcolm Brown. He's a guy who's been on the team for a couple of years. He's been in the back behind Todd Gurley, stepped in a couple of times, had decent games, has never put a stamp on his NFL career, and this looks like it's only going to be a one-week injury for Gurley. Well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll eat crow next week, but you have to be able to run the ball against the 49ers because they got as good a pass rush as anybody in the National Football League. If you turn into a one-dimensional team, they could eat your quarterback alive. Is Malcolm Brown ready to have... I won't even call it a bust-out game, but a uh, four-plus yard per carry game, a carry at 20-some-odd times and get a 100-yard type game. Is that Malcolm uh, Brown's uh, wheelhouse? Yeah, he's got it in his bag. You know, this is somebody who, you know, two years ago, um, you know, kind of dealt with some physical issues. And I thought until he, you know, before he broke his collarbone uh, in December last year against Detroit, he was really – you know, a, a great backup for them. He was really, um, you know, it gave them, you know, similar production to what Gurley did in some spots. So, you know, I, I think they're fine at that position. This would have been a tough matchup. It would have been a tough matchup, um, you know, if they decide to go to Henderson. It's a tough matchup for this run game. And the reason is you can choose, you know, you can say all you want about, you know, Goff not looking like a $30 million quarterback. You can say what you want about, you know, Gurley's knee or whatever. The bottom line is this team went from, from one of the top offensive lines in football to 32 through four weeks, according to Pro Football Focus. And there's, the reason why some of this has looked like 2016, like, like the, uh, the Jeff Fisher year in L.A., is because the, that's the state of the line right now. This line went for, you know, the, the, the kind of the quiet um, – you know, uh, you know, power behind the Sean McVay success in LA has been uh, Aaron Cromer and what this line has been able to do. They they have been one of the better offensive lines the last two years, and they, you know, that they had to to swap out the, you know, two of the four pieces, the two of the five pieces, basically the middle of the line, and it, you know, who knows if they knew it was going to be this bad if they were kind of buckling their seatbelts and we have to get through some turbulence and then these kids will kind of kick on. You know, that's kind of the hope I think for Rams fans right now but you know it, it doesn't matter what you know Goff and Gurley you know whether Gurley plays or not you know the, this offensive line needs to get better and they need to get better now and you know to me that's the number one barometer of how this team is is going to play um you know and how you know how this season's going to turn out is if they're able to fix it on the offensive line and get some of these kids playing um you know Brian Allen and Noteboom and and Blight get them playing um you know, at a, uh, I don't want to say an elite level, but, a, you know, an average level again because they haven't been that so far. Yeah, a level better than what they've been at for the first five games of the season. Joe, great stuff on both the Rams and the Dodgers. Appreciate your insight. Thanks for hopping aboard. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Anytime you need me, Joe. Appreciate you got it. it. That's Joe Curley from the L.A. Ventura County Star. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.